Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Julie. How are you? I am fine. Wow, it's really bright in here. Hang on. Let me see if I can. Just lower that brightness down a little bit. Oh, How are you? good to see you. It is good to see you too. Good, thank you. I apologize. I don't know why I had. Okay, I'm not late. No, you're not. You're right on time. And when we're both now that we're both on, talk she was already started recording. So you are right on time. And just let me just wonderful. Uh, a quick <laughs> introduction. <laughs> you can just take your time, relax, take a breath. I'm all casual, casual, casual. And uh, and I just keep it all, keep it all flowing. I don't do any editing. <laughs> so we just we just flow on the Stroke Diva okay. Fabulous show. <laughs> All right. So I want to introduce uh, my guest this evening is Julie Christensen, and Julie is also known as the Anger Lady and Oprah for the Office. Now, Julie, you are an author, a speaker, a master trainer, and a registered psychotherapist. And you know, I've been watching some of your videos, and um, I can see why you're so popular. You have the humor and the wit, and you also bring. Um, issues really to a, a deeper a deeper level, I should say. So I'm excited to have you on. You're also a member of Grow Your Biz yes. in Canada. And so I'm a member as well, which is I go through and you know and check out all the wonderful ladies on on the page. And so you know what? She sounds interesting. Let's have her on. So I'm forever grateful to uh, Barbara Mowat for um, connecting me to to grow your biz and grow your biz members so shout out to barbara <laughs> absolutely yeah for sure and so julie let's get started with you know before you started this work i know one of one of um the things that you do that i love that says you are about creating radical positive lasting change i think i may have had that in different order uh but tell us um how you came about to become the anger lady and Oprah for the office. What's the journey to this? Oh gosh, that's a great question. Um, Well, I suppose the journey began in my early childhood, if you can believe it. Uh, I always knew probably from about the time I was eight years old that I was going to be in the helping profession. And I started out thinking that I wanted to be a psychiatrist because I've always been fascinated by the way people's brains work, you know. (laughs) Um, So I had mentioned that to my mom, who was, you know, adamant that one of her three children was going to become a doctor. So I was her chance, you know. (laughs) Uh, So she took me right away to see a psychiatrist and I interviewed him and asked him all about, you know, what I had to do to be to become a psychiatrist. And as soon as he said that I would have to go to medical school, I was like, well, that's out. 
that's, that's not for me because I, I can't deal with body fluids of any kind. <laughs> Vomit, blood. No, not doing it. So, you know, at eight years old, I went, no, 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 I can't. I can't do that. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> so I'm going to have to figure out some other way that I can help people because I'm not going to be I'm not going to be a doctor. Um, but uh, I was always that type of child who was very sensitive. Mm -hmm. um, very intuitive and always seemed to be the person that people with emotional needs would come to. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I was like, well, this is what I was made for. This is what I'm going to do. And so I never really had any doubt, uh, although I do also have a great love of the English language. And so, you know, my two great loves are writing and psychology. And when I got to university, I majored in psychology, but all of my minor courses were English. And so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to get a degree in English too. Why not? You know, <laughs> so it's going to come in handy at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, my first job when I was in university was working for a group home for people who had severe mental illness, but were coming out of long-term care and transitioning back into the community. And uh, it was there working with that group of people that I realized that there was a need for, for work around anger, particularly for people who had, had either forgotten their life skills or had never learned them. And ang you know, anger management, as, as it's traditionally called, isn't a life skill that we're taught, right? Like we're just told to go to our rooms, you know, and, and don't cry unless you want me to give you something to cry about. Like, like we get that kind of messaging, right? But we don't get, you know, I understand that your feelings are hurt and that you're really angry right now. Let's talk about how you can express that in a way that's safe and appropriate. We parents don't have those conversations with their children. Now they do. You know, if TikTok is any indication, now people are starting to have those conversations. But back in the day, I never had those conversations with, with my parents. Right. Mm -hmm. It was always, you know, you don't have a right to be upset. So you just need to go to your room and let the grownups handle whatever is going on. Uh, so I realized that there was there was a lack of intervention for people who were struggling with anger. It didn't know how to express it, didn't know how to solve the problems that brought the anger feelings up. And so I just took it on myself to do some research and start finding out about it. And the more that I read, the more that I studied, the more I realized that I had things that I had been holding on to for a really long time and I needed to sort through them. So I used the program on myself before I used it on anyone else <laughs> and worked through a lot of the stuff that I had been carrying around. But I think the thing that I realized is that anger isn't a disorder. It's just a state. It's an emotional state. That's all it is. Like mm -hmm. happiness or sadness or fear or grief or, you know, whatever. It's just an emotional state. So it's not, a, it's not like it's a disorder that needs to be treated. It's an emotion that we've never been taught to express in a healthy way. Absolutely. When I got to that realization, I think that's when I was like, oh, this is, this is powerful. You know, this is something that we can bring to the community and really make a difference. And Julie, what's the 
I mean, what's the best way? Um, you know, we all know people that we say, oh, that person has some seriously deep anger issues. <laughs> I mean, and now, I mean, you never know if people are having a bad day, if they're having some kind of some kind of trauma has happened or um, if they're on a medication, you know, I mean, now I think people are more open to knowing that, you know, anger can come up in so many different forms, you know, maybe you were taught that way as a child. I mean, what's the best way for us besides coming to see you as our therapist, because you have your own practice in Canada, but besides, you know, uh, let's say for someone that can't do therapy, I mean, how do we kind of navigate the whole feel of anger? Well, honestly, I think the first thing that we have to do is we have to stop looking at anger as a disease or something that needs to be managed. Okay. We, we don't manage our, our happiness. Mm -hmm. So why are, why are we telling people they need to manage their anger? You know, you just need to express it. And we have to think about the purpose of anger. Right. We, we were created to experience this emotion. And so what purpose does anger serve? Well, anger presents itself when your rules have been violated, when your expectations haven't been met, mm -hmm. when, when your, um, your, you know, your, your ideas of how the world should operate when those ideas are, are um, when you're disappointed, when they're dispelled, right? So if you think about just driving in traffic, your expectation is that all the other drivers will obey the rules of the road. That's the expectation because it is that expectation of, of obedience of the rules that enables us to be safe. Mm -hmm. And so when someone violates the rule, Right, whether it's that they don't stop on red or they weave in and out of traffic in a way that's dangerous or they break the speed limit or someone just walks out into traffic when instead of waiting for for the walk sign, we get angry because the rules have been violated. Right. Mm -hmm. So if we if we stop thinking about anger as a disease or a disorder and just say, look, anger shows up when your rules are violated or your expectations aren't met. So what, is, what it basically means is that there's a problem that has presented itself and that problem has generated this emotion inside of you. And so if you work on trying to fix the emotion, the problem will remain and you will stay angry. That's why anger management doesn't work because anger management is about fixing the feeling. What I do in anger solutions okay. is people how to solve the problem that created the anger in the first place. If you solve the problem, the emotion will resolve itself. Right? Right. And so, Julie, is there like a checklist? So when you're working with with your clients and you know, people um in in the anger solutions. Is there like a checklist? So if you say you, you feel yourself getting angry, should you do, you know, one, two, three, or A, B, C? Sure. Yes. Yeah. So the process that I teach clients is called TSA. And TSA stands for think, say, and ask. So all the work gets done at, at the front end um, because our thoughts 
inform our feelings and our feelings inform our choices, which then inform our actions and then our actions generate the outcomes that we want. And so we have to pay attention to our thought process so that we can solve the problem in a way that creates the kind of outcome that we want. And so in the T section, in the think section, there are certain questions I encourage everyone to ask. So the first question is, what is happening? What's really going on here? Let's just take the emotional response out of it for a moment and let's just evaluate the facts. What's actually happening? Once I understand what's really happening, I need to determine what does that mean to me, mm -hmm. right? What does that mean to me? Because the meaning that I assign to whatever has happened is going to determine how I feel about it. So I need to decide what's happening. What does this mean? What do I feel about it? How do I feel? Try to identify specifically what emotion is welling up inside of me. It might be frustration. It might be rage. I need to be clear. <laughs> and then the next question is, what is my desired outcome? How would I like this to work out? What's the best possible outcome that could come out of the situation? Once I've thought about my desired outcome, now I have to think about the things that I can do, the actions that I can take that will most likely get me to my desired outcome. And then I need to evaluate each of those actions or each of those choices. What's the best thing that can happen if I do this? What's the worst thing that can happen if I do this? You know, if, if what I really want is satisfaction, if someone has insulted me and I want satisfaction, I might think that punching them in the face will be very satisfying. <laughs> right? Right. However, the best thing that can happen is that I feel a moment of, of powerful, you know, I feel powerful or I feel vindicated. But the worst thing that can happen is I get charged with assault. I lose my reputation. I lose my business. I'm out. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, it looks like a good idea on the surface. But when I think about the best and worst possible outcomes, I realize that if I punch that person in the face, it takes me further away from where I want to go. And so I would eliminate that option and I would go through each of my options that way. And then I finally choose something which typically has something to do with trying to solve the problem that made me mad in the first place. <laughs> right? right. So I'm going to have that conversation. We're going to dialogue. We're going to see if we can work out the, uh, a mutually agreeable solution to the problem. And then I move forward from there. And hopefully that gets me closer to my desired outcome than further away from it. Well, those, I mean, that's a great strategy. And I would think too that it takes, you know, folks time to really process, you know, every time you get angry to go through each of those steps by the time. Yes, at the start, but I'll tell you what, when you, when you get a handle on that thought process, mm -hmm. you can do it in milliseconds. You know, there's that, that old adage that the human brain can process, I think, 4,500 4, to 5,000 thoughts per minute. Well, it doesn't take you that long to just go, okay, I, I understand what's happening. This is what I want. You know, I already know I'm mad. <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's go through and figure out a solution. It doesn't take a long time. Sometimes all it takes is the length of time that, that uh, would be the equivalent of a sharp intake of breath, mm -hmm. a moment of shock, and then your response comes out, right? You've already processed it. Mm -hmm. It can happen that quickly. 
But in the beginning, it is a little bit of a slower process. And so we teach people how to do this and to practice it until it becomes second nature to them. Okay, because you're, you're dealing with folks, you know, that have suffered some trauma. You're dealing with families. You're dealing with um, relationships. I mean, you are covering the whole gamut. Does everything work for everyone or do you just have to, you know, tailor... I, I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna sound a little bit arrogant when I say this, mm-hmm. and I do not mean to be. But these are the facts. Mm-hmm. This system has not failed me yet, regardless of who I'm working with. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm. I mean, police officers, criminals, victims, couples, families, children, elderly. If they apply it it's going to work. Okay. So the only caveat I would give is that some people want it to work without them having to do their part. Mm-hmm. Right. They, they just want to go, well, I thought about it and I said something and then, and nothing happened. Okay. But what did you say? <laughs> did you say something that was insulting or demeaning or were you aggressive in your approach? Like you have to think about how you're going to say what needs to be said so that you can get the other person to work with you to resolve the problem, right? You have to put in the work. Um, So for anyone that has put in the work, they've seen positive outcomes. That is fantastic. And um, you're the president and CEO of Leverage You. And I love the, 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 just the, the, the title itself, the, or just using the word leverage. Tell us about that. Well, the company used to have a really artsy-fartsy name. <laughs> I won't even tell you what it was. <laughs> uh, but when I decided to rebrand in 2009, I wanted, wanted to give the company a name that was reflective of all of the different things that we do. Because we started out as a company that only did anger solutions work and nothing else. Uh, by 2006, I had been, you know, traveling North America as a as a certified seminar leader with prior resources, and I had been traveling all over doing corporate events, and um, the repertoire of material that I was teaching had expanded, uh, and I had already started writing books and publishing them, and so now I had a publishing arm in the company, and you know, there were all these different aspects of what I was doing, so I didn't want it to just be you know, ABC public speaking or ABC publishing, it had to encompass mm-hmm. everything. And um, true story, I actually wanted to call call the company the Institute, what was it? The Institute for Transformational Education. Nice name. <laughs> uh, and so I had, I had developed this whole brand, it was called Transform Ed. Um, and, it, you know, I had all of these things that were all under that umbrella, but in the province of Ontario where I live, Anything that is called an institute or, you know, that has anything to do with education falls over under the government mandate for the Ministry of Colleges, Training and Education. And so I was like, mm, do I want government oversight on what I'm doing? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so I tossed out, I had a logo and everything. I, ha- I tossed out the Institute for Transformational Education and went back to the drawing board and it was just a, I don't know, it was just a flash of, you know, what am I really doing? I am 
applying leverage to people in a way that enables them to create that radical, positive, lasting change that they want. And so Leverage You was born. Yeah. Wow, that is fantastic. And you are an author and you mentioned that. And tell us about your books. So um, when I first started writing, I, um, I, I wrote a book that's really just a, co a collection of uh, material that I created for a radio show in Ottawa that I was affiliated with. Um, and uh, so, you know, my 30th birthday was quickly approaching and I had sworn I was going to publish my first book by 30. So I put together this collection of, of content that I'd written for, for this morning show. And uh, I published that. And then I had always wanted to write a book about Anchor Solutions. Mm -hmm. And that took several years to process and get it right. And so that book came out, I think I started writing it in 1998. And it came out in 2001. And uh, then from there, I, um, I wanted to write something about stress because I was doing a lot of work around stress management. Uh, so I wrote a book about stress management. Oh, no, I, I wrote a book. Um, it was an audio program called Getting Past Your Past. That's when I was still doing a lot of public speaking. Um, and so I put that one out. And uh, after that, you know, the book started coming a little bit more in closer succession. Um, so I published a book about stress management in 2008 and re-released it in 2010. And then in 2012, I published two books, one called Bullying is Not a Game, which I co-authored with Lori Flasco. And uh, the other book is Anchor Solutions by the Book, which is basically the Anchor Solutions um, philosophy, but presented from a, a biblical standpoint. Mm -hmm. So applying scripture to everything that, that, I, talk, that I teach. Uh, so Anchor Solutions by the Book came out in 2012 as well. And um, then I got writer's block really bad. I got such bad writer's block. I didn't write for years. And then in 2019, I came out with a new book for moms called It Is Well, A Study of Motherhood in Times of Crisis. And that book is also written from a biblical perspective and just talks about um, the challenges that moms have, you know, in raising their kids and, and some of the trials that they go through looking at some of the moms in the Bible who went through some really difficult times, but also uh, looking at modern day moms and telling some of their stories. And so that came out in 2019. And then in 2020, what happened? COVID happened. And then I just went crazy and wrote a whole bunch of books. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you did because I saw two books, but then as as I was going through, you know, all of your social media sites, it's like there's more than two there. There's like a list. Oh, your screen has frozen. We may be having some technical difficulty with the web. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. I apologize. Yeah, the internet just dropped here for a second. I was like, okay, her face, she's frozen. 
So you were saying you were looking on my social media. You know, looking at your website, and because I saw a picture of just two books, but then as I dove deeper, I was like, no, she has way more than two. She has several. Yes. Which yeah. So in 2020, I I was you know I was bored, and um, I so I um, I had written just a a very short ebook about how to how to create a book in 30 days, because mm -hmm. Anger Solutions by the book I actually wrote in less than 30 days and brought it to publication within 45 days because I needed it for an event, <laughs> so I wrote it really quickly. Um, so I documented that process and I wrote a book about that. And so in 2020, someone approached me and said, hey, um, would you like to coach me? Because I need to get my writing project done. And then I was coaching her and she said, you know, you should really coach other people. And so I rewrote, I didn't rewrote, I, I updated that ebook with new content. And then after that, uh, after I started providing the, the coaching program, I wrote another ebook called Radical Positive Lasting Change, which uh, is a free uh, download on my website. And it's it's a perma-free, which means that I'll never ever put a price tag on it. It will always be free. Um, and that was my intention. I wanted people just to have something to give them a taste of what I you know, what I offer in terms mm -hmm. of services and and speaking engagements, that sort of thing. And uh, after that, I got toying around with writing some other stuff and coaching other writers, of course. And then I was engaged to write, um, write an Anchor Solutions for First Responders program uh, mm. for the Ontario Provincial Police. So I did that in 2020. And, um, and then I was engaged with a company called Executive Coach Global. They wanted to write a book. And so I coached them through that process and contributed a chapter in the introduction. And then walked them through the publication of that book as well. So it was a busy year in 2020, loads of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, lots of writing got done in 2020. I've taken a break in 2021. I haven't written as much this year. Oh, well, I mean, you could probably take a little break. <laughs> you've, been, <laughs> you've, been, you've been busy. And, and, and for the pandemic in Canada, I mean, how has it changed your, your work? I would say that the two major changes for my work um, have been the increase of virtual presentations. Mm -hmm. I think in 2020, I did over 26 appearances and only two of them were live and in person. And those both happened before the lockdown early in March of last year. Everything else I did was virtual and the demand for uh, anything, any content that had to do with, with anxiety, uh, coping with rapid change, resiliency for workers, those sorts of topics were really hot in 2020 because everyone was scrambling and trying to figure out how to transition to a virtual workforce. And um, so everyone from business owners to you know, managers and leaders were all struggling so I did, you know, I did a lot of presentations for major companies like Home Depot and Bell Canada and the city of Hamilton and, you know, small business enterprise centers and, mm -hmm. and all sorts of different organizations were just trying to sort out how to 
ensure that their team stayed emotionally healthy and resilient throughout the, the pandemic. So that was a big change. And I think the other, the other um, big change for me, for my business, was that it, uh, it forced me to slow down and to really look into my business. You know, I've been a member of Grow Your Biz. I think I'm going on my fourth year now. And um, every year I've learned and I've grown as I, you know, as I've been part of this amazing group of women. But last year, I really sat down and looked at my numbers and I looked at my projections and I examined And I, th I think we cut out there for a second. Yeah, just for a second. <laughs> so yeah, I really looked at the strategies that I've been implementing in terms of where I wanted to go. And I I feel like I, I attained a, a deeper level of commitment to really working in the business, you know, working on the business and working in the business. And um, that, that clarity I think is something that I might not have been able to achieve had we been super busy like we always are because I have two businesses, right? Like the, the private practice is its own business. Okay. It's very busy. And uh, had we not had that three months of shutdown, it was actually longer, but we had three months where I didn't have a lot of business coming in from the practice. Those three months gave me the time to sit down and reflect and really think about where I wanted to take this thing. Mm -hmm. how I wanted to grow it and what direction I was going to take in terms of, because I have so many offerings, sometimes it's hard to, to pick a lane. You know, mm -hmm. my business advisor is always saying, Julie, you've got too much going on. You've got to pick something, you know? Um, and so I, I really sort of, I went back to my roots last year in doing anger solutions work, which I had abandoned for a long time, but um yeah, going back to my roots with Anchor Solutions, I think, was was um, something that came out of the challenges with the pandemic and realizing that um, that is that is my keystone product and service, and it's still as valuable today as it was in 1997. Like, it, you know, the world has not changed that much, except for that perhaps we are more angry now than we were mm -hmm. 20, 30 years ago. And so, um, yeah, just just looking at how it's still relevant mm -hmm. and then um, communicating that relevance to the community. Right. Right. And Julie, mm -hmm. you, you bring up a good point. You know, as an entrepreneur, you know, you have your business coach saying, OK, pick, you know, pick a lane. And, you know, you said you have so many things to offer like how do i how do i how do i pick yes and how do i focus so mm -hmm. what do you tell would you tell a, another fellow entrepreneur the same thing well i i would tell them two things <laughs> because you know there's there's a side of me that recognizes that as a woman i am accustomed to wearing a lot of hats at the same time Mm -hmm. Right. Men don't don't typically have this challenge. And so whenever whenever my business advisor, who was a man, says, Julie, you're doing too much. I'm like, yeah, you're just saying that because you're a guy. Right. <laughs> you know, you don't understand the fact that while I'm at work in my nine to five job, I'm still managing my kids 
appointments and making sure that they have clothes for camp this weekend and, you know, um, making lunches and doing all those sorts of things. And we're feeling all sorts of stuff. We're managing our household finances. Plus we're doing all these other things. We're accustomed to having multiple roles mm -hmm. and doing multiple things and being successful while doing multiple things. Um, and so I think it's okay to go out there and look for multiple streams of income. But I think we have to um, we have to navigate that the same way that you would if you were at the gym and you're cross training, right? If you're cross training, you're not going to do a full body workout every single day. You might do aerobics one day, but then the next day you might do legs, and then the next day you'll do arms, right? Mm -hmm. You're you're going to focus on different aspects of your body at different times, the same way that you would in the military. In the military, they use a cross-training approach as well. They're, they're going to do gun safety and they're going to, you know, they're going to get you out on the range to shoot. And you're going to do that for a while. But when you're done that, you're done. And you're going to move on to something else, right? So it, it's a very similar approach that we can take in business to say, okay, so right now, because of the climate that we're in, Anger and stress, the two things that started my business are the things that people need the most right now. The requests that I'm getting are for coping with anxiety during difficult times. I'm, I'm getting requests for that all the time. Um, so why would I run out and, and sell my workplace survivor program? Number one, workplace survivor needs to be done in person. It requires a lot of human interaction. We can't social distance. Why would I sell that right now? It doesn't make any sense, but people are angry. People are rioting in the streets, right? Every, every time something comes on on the news, another black person gets arrested or shot or whatever, you know, any of these things happen. Anger is prevalent. Why are we talking about that? It makes sense to, to focus on those aspects of the business because that's what's relevant right now. Um, there will always be writers groups. There will always be opportunity for me to coach writers. And I did that a lot in 2020 and that helped to generate my bottom line for the year because people were at home and they were bored and there was nothing else to do. So let's write a book, right? Mm -hmm. But now that most people are back to work, they don't have a lot of time to focus on their writing if they're not full-time writers, but they are stressed out about the transition. They're stressed out about that, that new hybrid workforce. Mm -hmm. they're more aware of what's happening in terms of diversity and equity and inclusion in their workplaces. And they're more willing to talk about it. Yes. And so those are the things that I'm going to focus my business on. Not so much the diversity, equity, inclusion. Um, if, if someone calls and says, we'd like you to come and talk about that. Sure. I'm going to come talk about that, uh, but I'm not marketing it. But what I'm saying is that when people are seeing the inequity in the workplace now, they're getting angry about it, right? And there's more conflict because of it. Mm -hmm. And so my role as someone who can come in and talk about conflict, anger, and negativity in the workplace, that's what I need to focus my energy on. And so being aware of what's happening in the times and making sure that whatever your business is offering is relevant so that your offer makes sense to your customer because it's really not about you and what you have to offer. It's about your customer and what they need. Absolutely. And so making sure that you're offering them something 
that fits with what their needs are in the moment, that's what's going to guarantee the, the forward motion and momentum for your business. Wow, that is perfectly said. And I'll just uh, hold you for maybe about five more minutes. What's next? Oh, <laughs> so I've been working on some some behind the scenes things that I can't really talk about too, too much. Okay. Um, I've been working with um, with some television people down in this in California and working on a on a program for scripted television which is in development that that development is moving along oh, yeah. that's about as much as i can say about that <laughs> um but uh that's something that i'm really excited about and just having the opportunity to continue to work with with the writer i've been working with and and the executives um and seeing this project come to fruition that would be i think it would just be amazing for everyone involved and uh, yeah, I'm going to keep writing. I'm going to keep publishing. I have some passion projects that I'm working on that aren't about the money at all. Just about, you know, um, ensuring that some legacy work is built in my mom's legacy. I want to keep that going. And um, so working on some passion projects there, but really just making sure that whatever I offer continues to be relevant to, to the people who need it. And um, like I say, working in the business as well as on the business, right? Doing both of those things to make sure that they continue to be successful. Oh, that is fantastic. And Julie, how can folks reach you uh, on social media? And I, I put all that, you know, in our previous um, links, but just to have you just say it verbally, how folks sure. you. Um, so I have two websites. If people are interested in the Anchor Solutions work that I do, uh, that website is www.angersolution.com. That's anger solution, singular, not plural, <laughs> angersolution.com. Or if they want to know about all the other aspects of my business, they can go to leverageu.ca. So that's the word leverage and the letter U, all one word, .ca. And then if anyone is interested in what I'm doing as a psychotherapist, then that website is juliechristiansen.com. Great. Well, Julie, I want to thank you so much for for taking the time um, to chat with me this evening. It has just been a pleasure. And it just reminded me, I had um, given my mom my phone. Do you want to take a photo? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I give always me, forget to do that. I, I know. Give me one second. <laughs> I was expecting a call and I was like, okay, if it rings, you have to answer. But then I was like, but I need to take my picture with Julie. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. All right. So we're going to do this. Oops, yeah. let, me lower, let me lower the phone so it doesn't show up on the screen. All right. So and, and sometimes sometimes they come out good and sometimes they don't. If it, if it doesn't come out, you know, super, super cute, then I won't, I won't post it. <laughs> Because okay. sometimes it, it comes out shady and I'm like, oh man. But if the guest looks great, I post it. I just okay. don't post myself. <laughs> Perfect. All right. I took a bunch. I'll make sure that I send those to you. Okay. And just smile. Yeah, let's see. I know I took, oh, wait a minute. I'm trying so you don't get to see it. Okay. Perfect. Okay, I took a few. Yeah, sometimes I go back and look at the colors all 
messed yeah, up. <laughs> here because it's I'm, usually I'm doing this during the day, and so the lights so of the light balance is a little bit different. But. At what time is it where you are now? Uh, it's five thirty-nine. Okay, because I know sometimes when I talk with Barbara, we're three hours apart and yes, she's in BC. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so I never, whenever I talk to anyone from Canada, I'm like, well, what time is it? Cause I can't keep up. <laughs> sometimes we're the same time and sometimes it's, it's different, yeah. but right. Julie, I want to wish you much success that whenever you, you want to share anything new, you're more than welcome to come on the program. And I want to say happy new year. And thank you so much for the work that you are doing because you are really serving the community you're serving families and i just think it's just totally admirable so when i saw your your profile i was like you are a woman especially for these times because like as you mentioned during the pandemic well even before people were getting a little rowdy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now <laughs> during this time there is a lot of i mean all you hear about really is anger and anxiety that's what you know whether it's a grown person an elderly person or a child yeah everyone is experiencing it during this during this time so yeah. your work is much needed so thank you thank you so much <laughs> i so appreciate you having me on and uh, i'm hoping sure. that we can have more conversations moving forward absolutely you made the honor of uh, reciprocating and being a guest on my on my podcast which i didn't mention at all um but oh. i do have a podcast oh, oh mention it yes Okay. Um, so it's Freedomology, and you can find it on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Anchor FM, and a couple of other places I can't re recall. But uh, Freedomology, and yeah, we're doing we're starting up our our new season um, in a couple of weeks. So okay, well, I would yeah. love love to be on. That would oh, be amazing. Sure. Yeah, so talk to is, you know, it's live and recorded. And once we're done, uh, it will upload. And once it uploads, you know, I'll post it on social media and I'll I'll tag you. And I always, you know, tag Barbara <laughs> so that she knows we have, you know, our, our Grow Your Biz sisters are, are being represented. <laughs> right. right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Sure. It's been a real Thank pleasure. You. Yes, mine too, Julie. Thank you so much. Have a good Happy evening. Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Okay. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.